Hey guys, and welcome to week two of the Sunday series. Um, today I want to talk about joy and uh, what does it mean to be joyful. So, uh, the verse leading into this is Philippians. It's in Philippians chapter 4, and Paul writes, Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. How could Paul be so joyful in his condition? Well, let's examine his situation and who Paul was. So, Paul, formerly Saul of Tarsus, was both a Jew and a Roman citizen. He studied from a young age under a rabbi in Jerusalem. He had been tasked with arresting and imprisoning believers. But on his way to Damascus, he was blinded by an encounter with Jesus. So, Paul's family... Or, Yes, Paul's family, formerly Saul, his family moved from uh, what would be modern-day Turkey, uh, Tarsus, into uh, Israel, Jerusalem specifically, so that um, Paul could study under the rabbi and learn the law. After Jesus' resurrection, the Jewish establishment, along with the Romans, were in search of new Christian converts as to wipe out the rebellion. Saul was someone entrusted with this task. On his way to Damascus, Paul encounters Jesus. As Saul traveled along, he was approaching Damascus. A light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. He dropped to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The voice said, I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what to do. So, Saul, in this time, we know that he would have been present at the stoning of Stephen. Um, the text does say that they laid garments at Saul's feet. So he is persec literally persecuting Christians, and Jesus is saying, you're persecuting me by doing this. After his encounter, Saul is blinded. The men with him lead him to Damascus, where Ananias comes and heals Saul. Verse 18 says, all at once something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. You can imagine, and the text does tell us, that Ananias is saying, Look, I've heard about this Saul guy. Like, he's going around imprisoning Christians. Like, and they're being put to death as political prisoners under the Romans. Like, hey, I'm not sure I want to go heal this man. And uh, Jesus tells him, like, Look, this, this man's going to be my next tool. You need to go heal his sight. And, of course, Ananias does... What he's told to do and he goes and he heals him when we catch up with paul later in rome we learn that he had been all over preaching about jesus he was arrested in rome but had better treatment than most political prisoners he was placed under house arrest because of his roman citizenship though not ideal for his preaching due to the fact that he was chained to a roman guard he did have the luxury of being able to prepare his own food, wear his own clothing, and entertain house guests. This is how he was able to write his epistles to the churches. So, because Paul's a Roman citizen, he 
was able to rent a house and be under house arrest, whereas most political prisoners under Roman occupation were not allowed this because they did not have Roman citizenship, whereas he did. So it afforded him certain things, and the latter being the most important because entertaining house guests means that he could bring in his understudy, Timothy, who was writing these epistles and getting them off to the churches, the churches in Philippi and Corneth and other places. So that was a very important thing for him to be able to have. Even with these concessions, it would have been less than comfortable for Paul to be in this position. You might ask, why would he preach the news of Jesus? In his former life, as Paul as Saul, he had a good gig. He was a man with a mission and a purpose, a man of conviction under the law, a learned man. There was something about the scales falling from his eyes, something about being blinded both by the truth and from the truth. When he could see again, he was given a new name and a new purpose. He could no longer deny who Jesus is. This is the source of joy Paul had. So, it does beg the question, why would Saul, Paul, formerly Saul, why would he give up this gig he had? Like, things were going pretty well for him. He was entrusted by the Sanhedrin and the Romans to go round up these new converts to put them in jail. He's following what he believes is the law, as it was taught to him. So, why would he give that up? Well... He had an encounter with Jesus, and it shook him to his core. And the scales falling from his eyes, it was almost like he was blinded by the serpent, the same way that Adam and Eve were. And when they fell from his eyes and he could see the truth of the matter, he could no longer deny who Jesus was, or is. When we have an encounter with Christ, it changes our lives forever. We can no longer deny who Christ is. This is the source of joy in our lives. Even in these trying times where we might ask ourselves, where is God in this? It would be easy to be so downtrodden, just as it would have been easier for Paul to just give up. Yet he held on to his joy and persevered, even though it cost him his life in the end. Don't give up. Hold tight to the source of joy. And that's kind of where I wanted to end it, guys, because it's uh, it's very trying times right now. Things are not the way they used to be. And this is, it's, it's upsetting because it upsets the norm of the flow of life as we're used to it. You have children that were told one day that they're not going back to school until this time, and now they've been told... That they're not going back to school for the rest of the year. Uh, these are kids that used to complain about having to get up and go to school in the mornings. You have people that didn't like going to work every day. And now that they have to work at home, now they're missing that normalcy of the routine of getting up and doing these things and going to these places. And it's just, it's an upset of life in general. And you might say, well, that's where Paul was. Like, he was used to being able to go to these other places, preach the gospel, 
And when it finally, well, when it caught up with him in Rome, this wasn't the first time he had been arrested, but when it caught up with him in Rome and he's under house arrest, yes, he's still getting to write these letters and have them sent out, but it's an upset of life to a way of life. And, you know, it would be, it would have been a lot easier for Paul to just give up, but he didn't because he had the source of joy. And I know our situation may not be the same as his, but it would be easier for us to give up. But we can't do that. We, we can't search for happiness because we're not always going to be happy. Right now there's a lot of people who aren't happy. But there should be a lot of us that are joyful because we have that. It's something to hold on to. And that source of joy is this too shall pass. One day this will end, God is in control of this, and there's nothing that we can do about it other than pray. And I know that sounds rough, but that's where we're at. And if we don't have that joy, it's, it's not going to end well. So I would say, hold on to it, hold fast to that, and know that this is in God's hands, and to do what we can in the meantime to not lose that. Anyways, folks, that's where I wanted to leave you. And I just wanted to say until next time, stay strong. Thank you for watching.